This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's show. And welcome to the Double Double Podcast. We're back, people, after a week hiatus. We're back with you. I'm your host, Darren Breyer. I got Doug Stevens with me out there in Cleveland. I'm joining you out here in California. Doug, a lot to get into. We've, uh, we've missed two weeks here, so we'll get into some big topics throughout the week. I got a fun trivia question for you. Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to see if the people could answer it along the way. So we'll see if we got that. So hang on with me. I got a good trivia question as we get to the end of the show here as well. We'll do this date in NBA history as well as we get to it. Some Pistons, a little putrid there. We'll talk as well. But, Doug, how was your Christmas? How's the family doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, a lot of travel, a lot of back and forth. Very busy uh, weekend for Christmas and everything. Uh, kids got some good stuff, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, what about you? Anything Anything exciting for Christmas this year? Oh, it's always exciting. My mom always goes a little – I always got – like I always say this to my mom. I love her. She always has – this like a gift, right, when you give – when you're able to give things like the way she does. But I'm always like, all right, now what am I giving away? What am I giving away? Right. <laughs> away? Because I don't need all this stuff. So, But obviously, love my – It's that's the thing. You get to spend time with your family. I had uncles yeah. I don't see very much anymore. They came over and stuff like that. So that's the best time of the year in terms of that. And the other best time for most people, they say this is when the basketball season starts is after. Exactly. Then Christmas. NBA. Yeah. Right, that's the saying, right? Christmas Day. That's the, the NBA start. Christmas Day going forward. This is the real season. This is when games start to mean a little bit more. Yep. Yeah, this is this is the time of year where we really we really get going, and I, I'm ready for it. So we got that going on. Well, let's start with your opening tip. Your initial thoughts in those first two weeks out. Anything catch your catch your attention the most? Um, are you talking? Are we are we asking about the the week the week we missed there? Anything, just anything that's caught your attention over the over the here in the NBA, uh, as you kind of just the landscape of it. I think uh, I think it's a team we've talked about. We've talked about a couple times, but the Boston Celtics. I know they I know they struggled with the Pistons a little bit, but took care of the Lakers on Christmas Day. Looked pretty good doing it. They've got probably the best starting five in the NBA, one through five. Um, Probably the most talented one at one through five in the NBA. I would say. I think the Celtics continue to impress. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lull here and there every season, but uh, I don't know. Um, their one through five continues to impress me. And then um, in the Western Conference, uh, another team we've talked about here and there, the Minnesota Timberwolves, man, 23 yeah, and seven. I mean, I, it's, you know, they, we keep saying, are they there? Are they ready? Are they ready? Well, they keep showing us, you know, that they're, they're a really good team, um, you know, Ant, 26 a game. Carl Towns is over 20, 21 and a half. Uh, Go Bears having a, a, um, a defensive player of the year type season for them. I know people have kind of, you know, gone cold on Go Bear, but the guy produces, he produces at a high level in the regular season defensively. And they've had I, a little I, bit more time together too. So they've had right, a another season. Yeah, that's um, a good not, call. They've got, they've got a, a top tier um, role player in Nas Reed. Um, another guy, Kyle Anderson. Oh, Wilt Reed. Remember, it's all, I only refer to him as Wilt Reed. It's never Dodds Reed. It's Wilt yeah, Reed. I, it's never They just they 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 seem to have figured it out. It took a year. Hey, is this Ant's team? Is this Cat's team? And I think they figured out. Hey, this is Ant's team, and we're yeah. getting there. So and he looks like he's playing like it's Ant's team. My guy, that's my sports. Could you imagine? Could you imagine in 2023 saying it's all about the U? Could you imagine that coming out of a normal person's like a, a normal human being's mouth at this point? Rutgers sure, just beat those bastards the other day. Go at Rutgers. Go at them. Go at them. Rutgers. You're free to go at them. 
<laughs> they barely have. They haven't had a good team since Ray Rice was there, and they just beat Miami. What are we doing here? Miami, uh, the loss earlier in the year. That's the one you think about with Miami. Uh, Neal the ball, Neal the ball. Uh, opening tip there with it. How about this opening tip as we go with it? Jaw awakens the Grizzlies a little bit. Because Your Grizzlies. Name. They, like I said, my Grizzlies. Can they get to the five seed after that? Can we get there? Uh how selfish are this? You know, to finish up on your point there. How selfish were the Celtics not giving up in Detroit with you? They tried. They, they tried. tried. They, they tried. tried. The best. They got off to a good. They got off to a start. Pulled away in the second uh, second quarter. Then you knew Boston was going to make a run, and they sure did. The Pistons. We'll get to them in just a little bit more here in just a second. Jaw awakens the Grizzlies, though. I want to start there with it because the I think I don't know if it's did people forget that he. Was a superstar. I don't think that was the case, but maybe we forgot. Maybe that impact he can have on their whole roster when it's together. I think that was kind of lost yeah. upon most people that didn't know the game from a, from watching them more often. Like you know, their team just plays. The energy is completely different. The fan base is at another level with him. If you're on Twitter, which I am, they're they're all, the support for him is off the charts. Obviously, so he means a lot to the smallest market in the NBA to have this type of polarizing figure. And um, very influential figure, and it's their guy. And so they get him back. They get Marcus Smart back at the same time as well. So you get those two guys uh, coming back together. Um, they kind of look like a team, like we said, that maybe makes that push to that play-in spot, and they become really dangerous. Maybe they get even high. They go to a higher seed. Maybe they get to my five seed. But that jaw return has been a huge deal. Well, and I want to highlight something else. The jaw return gives them two legitimate bucket getters at point guard and shooting guard with Bain and Morant. And what I've liked about Morant coming back is, like you said, they're four and one in their last um, five. Yeah, with him. Uh, with since Morant's came back, he didn't play yesterday. But well, yeah, okay. So in those four games that he's been back, he's yeah. led. He's led in scoring in two of those, and Bain's led in scoring in two of those. I like that dynamic between those two guys. Those are two really high-level scorers. Yep. Um, like you mentioned here in the text, Marcus Smart coming back eventually gives them a, a, a hard-nosed defender, a guy yep. you can trust um, to make some plays. That's a nice like three-headed group there. And Jaron Jackson's still quietly having a good season. Yeah, Tyler, or you know, he doesn't rebound, but you know, we got it, we got to point out some of his positives. He's still a very talented player. Especially if you get the three of them together on the same court, that right? Makes that's, really uh, we talked about this on uh, that's my sports. Do you guys think they make the playoffs with Jaw back? So let's say do they get a top six. Do they no, get to the top? No, no. Can they get to the top six? So if we look at them right now, they sit ten and twenty to get uh, Dallas is eighteen and fourteen. So they are they be they're right now they're seven out of the six seed to get to the ten seed. They're five games out uh, behind Phoenix. Uh, I think I think with Jaw back, there's a chance they get in. I'm gonna say they get to the. I'm gonna say they do get to the ten seed. Oh, I think ten seed's fair, but didn't he say six? Yeah, I don't think they get to the six seed. Yeah, no, I I think they're in the play-in. Um, the way they played, I think they're a play-in team for sure. But any higher than probably eight is asking a lot because of just just how bad they were without Jaw. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna say play-in is definitely possible and their depth has already been hit this year so like if they do have if they do sustain any injury for a short period of time i'm not sure if their roster can sustain that we'll see if they do maybe i'll be proven wrong maybe jaws enough if like somebody else goes down to to do but that here's but the, 
Jaw's fresh right now too. But here's man. the thing: you can't if if they if they lose Jaw for any more time, if they lose Bane for any more time, well then they're if, done. Yeah, if, that's what I mean. So they they've got to stay really healthy. They got to be this, perfect a little bit. They, now. Yeah, they've got to make they got to be really really healthy. And you can only lose to teams like you know the Nuggets, some of those top tier teams. They've got to they've got to win against everybody who's right in that play in or or below. I mean they you know well. Well, Doug, when you go six and nineteen without him, you put yourself in a hole where you have I know, to be pretty, I, I know. you gotta be pretty perfect without him. And that but the thing that the thing that you also realize with Jaws, like he is one of the man, going downhill, he's unstoppable. Oh, you just gotta forget how unstoppable he is. And his his finishing ability is it's it Rose-esque in some regards, probably better in some regards. He just does it a little differently. I feel like Rose had was it is it more power? I don't know if that's what I'm looking it's, for. It's I, less I power. It's, it's it's less power. Speed a little bit more. The, the, him being a two foot jumper, it always looked like he was more physical to the rim than Jaw is. Jaw's more of like it feels like a glide, but when Rose went to the rim, it was like he's trying to dunk on you with two hands. With Morant, he will try to dunk on you, but it just feels a little bit different. They're like one's a, you know one's like a kind of like a tank, and the other's like a like a jet. You know, they're both the very smart, effective. But what do you think of the smart factor too? Like, I feel like he then now we really get to see their team like a little bit, like their hard nosed defense a little bit. And smart will definitely bring that, which they have lacked. I mean, Brooks, yeah, yeah. Brooks is there, but like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Smart's still a little better player than than Brooks too. That that's and that's uh, how I feel. That's, that's tough. That's, that's, that's right. so. I would take. I would pick Smart on my team first if I'm take, if I had to. Uh, yeah, I think I would do the same. So their starters when Smart gets back: Ja, Smart, Bain, Jaron Jackson, Bismack Biombo. Uh, that's the word gets rough. Right? Yeah, they, I mean, I think they're starting Tillman, right? Or are they starting Biombo? I'm just going uh, off of what ESPN has as their depth chart when yeah. they're healthy. But I would not start Biombo. But that's right. you know they're kind of in that spot right now. Zaire Williams. What's I mean? They're small ball. I would almost rather see Jaron Jackson play the center and. Like you mentioned, Zaire, um, you know, something like that kind of lineup down the line. I know that's we'll difficult against some teams, but there's other teams you can get away with that against. We'll see if they ever get Kennard could get going for them and they play it small or something like that. Would help. Uh, it would definitely help to have it. Derek Rose, if he can get back. I mean, that's just another. Yeah, they need to. We'll see what they got. When they have that power four issue, that's where it comes, like scoring wise. Mm -hmm. But they've been playing a lot better with the Moran, obviously. A huge yes. deal to that, like, team. Like I said, the whole, like, franchise now feels the franchise. Like, it's a whole franchise change. They just yeah, feel different. Like they're reunited again, like, right? Like, it feels like that fan base, they're feeling it right now. They're feeling the oats. Good for them. That was a good, that was a bad stretch. They had to sit through for a little bit, but they're definitely feeling I That's why I had, like, this funny tweet when they were 4 though. I was like, I said, I was some A sign they used to have when they were on their 20 game win streak. And, yeah. It was like we may never lose again. Uh, that's that's how they were feeling. I saw that tweet. That. that tweet got a lot of love. I saw that tweet. Yeah, but I thought it was uh, funny that that, was, uh, that came up because that let I me mean, throw a, play well like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw a question back at you then. Let me hear if, it. Based on the standings now, you know, one through 10, who do you think is most likely for them to jump and take out of the hunt if they can get back in the play? Yeah. That's a tough one because when you, the standings, it, it's are, pretty deep. It's pretty it deep is. right now. And, and they're and they're still behind your Warriors mm -hmm. and I, Utah. I don't think is going to be really a threat going forward. But I mean, the Warriors, Suns, Rockets, the Pelicans Lakers, and the Rockets are the teams I jump out to me. The Pelicans and the Rockets are the teams I could see falling out. Sometimes there's injuries that hit those two. They, the history tells me that those the Warriors and the Grizzlies could overtake those two teams okay. possibly. And that's that's where I would lean if I had to. 
Right now, they're obviously not in good shape with the results there. Um, all right, so we'll get to the standings here more in a second. We got Grizzlies talk. Let's go to the Eastern Conference, their big topic of the week. The Pistons, like you mentioned a little bit, them losing to the Celtics, 28 games, starting to hit. It's past historic, started to get like all time with other sports yeah. now at this point. Uh, and it does feel like now they have dug in a little bit deeper the last two games, three games, I guess you could say. Cade Cunningham seems like he's taking it a little bit more personal and I do like that part of it of him. And maybe at some point this will actually kind of help him as his career gets forward, having to kind of feel this low, maybe, you know, make him kind of grind a little bit harder, expect a little bit more, you know, in some ways, because he's a good enough player to where he's going to be on the team. You know what I mean? But these other guys, yeah. <laughs> Killian A's, I saw some highlights. What are we doing, my friend? Uh, we got to get him off the court. But Detroit, all-time bad. Does this roster feel all-time bad to you when you look at some of those other teams, like your Cavs and your Sixers that were on that list as well? Like, I, I guess this roster is that that bad. I mean, I, I mean, it's obviously proven the proven the case. Uh, I, you know, when you look at it top to bottom, I don't, I don't think it is all time bad. But then you look and you've got Kevin Knox at small forward. You've got Killian Hayes, like you said. You've still got Alec Burks playing thirty minutes. Uh, I, you know, Wiseman's trying to figure it out with thirteen minutes. Uh, yeah. they, got a, they got the young Thompson uh, with 12 minutes. Jaden Ivey finally had a really good game against the Celtics that kept it, that he helped keep it close. Yeah. I mean, besides Cunningham, I mean, what, what, who's really good on this roster, you know, night in and night out? I just think they're lacking consistency outside of Kate Cunningham, and that's the problem. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just don't think they're very good. Yeah, they don't look very good. So your Cavs did it in 2010. That was probably that was a bad roster as well. Your so they passed they passed some bad teams. Yeah, the year after the year after LeBron was, boy, that was rough. And they had some chances early. And the fact that they started two and one as well, right? They started two and yeah. one, and then you're, and then now they still they just 28 game losing streak. It's, man, just incredible, just incredible, historic, historic. And if you look at their schedule, it's not a piece of cake. So like, there's a, there's a good chance they lose a couple more. Do you think they? Get to thirty. I mean, I at this point, at this point, doesn't even to me matter necessarily who they play. They, they're going to be played hard. It's just the other team now doesn't want to be on the other end. I think they want to. I don't think they want to lose to a team now that's lost twenty eight. So, so it's weird, like Deliva. Tonight they've got, or tomorrow they've got Toronto. On Monday they've got Houston. So they steal one there. On Wednesday they have Utah. I mean, they're never going to be the favorite in any regards, but you never know. Like, it's the NBA. They've come close. They almost beat the Celtics last night, but they want to break this streak. I mean, 30, you don't want to get to 30. 29 sounds a lot better than 30, right? No. I don't think they beat Toronto or Houston, though. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, to, I think it does get to 30. I think it does get to 30. Man, what do they do now at this point? What do they do? Like, you know, they, that, they have to and, trade. They have to, I mean, they have to just like blow it all up at this point. Keep this is also gone. This is also not the best year to be just god awful. No. The draft isn't the draft isn't like they don't next the draft year doesn't really have a generational talent either. Yeah, next year's the draft for you. You kind of right. want to want to have it with the the uh all right. So you have the pistons there, like you said. Maybe they end up breaking the getting the 30. Who knows? Maybe it goes to 40. Uh, all-star break is that possible is that all i mean could you think could you imagine like that i mean at some point it's just it becomes like not even comical detroit dwight said he's ready for detroit <laughs> did you see that he posted a picture of like him john wall demarcus cousins like a bunch of like 
old NBA guys like just that's right, you've been team. ripping on those old guys too along the way uh which is rightly <laughs> so in those regards I did see that um that that's hilarious I don't think they're winning any games no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think they're helping anybody maybe they get one though maybe the momentum maybe the crowd comes out for one game they give so them here's the thing at, at this point you've lost 28 games does it really even hurt to try that like does it really hurt to even try they got to get up to the G League. I mean, the Killian Hayes, there was this highlight the other day of him, like, where he backed up, faded, tried to throw the ball. The guy wasn't even looking at him. It just they're having a bad time right now. We'll see if they get to 30 with it. Standings check um, as we kind of take a look around the, uh, around the NBA. I'll get the standings up here on the screen. Um, the, How about those Cavs working their way to the top six? The top six? You got your way there? Uh, all right, let's stay on the East end. You went to the Cavs with it. It's kind of the typical. You said Celtics, Bucks, six. I don't really want to focus on those teams. I want to focus on the Heat, Cavs, and Knicks for the moment. Those are the teams Brunson gets a little bit. It gets called out by Becky Hammond. A lot of people kind of are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He, he kind of just he basically just stated the truth in some regards. I'm sorry, my guy CP out there. I know that, that hurt a little bit. I like Brunson more than anybody. I think he's a great player. I like He's even, yeah. like I said, he surprised me more than anybody else out there. Uh, in the league, but uh, you know, so there were some comments with that. But I want to focus on those teams the Knicks, Cavs, and the Heat. The Heat continue, it doesn't matter who they throw out, they get the job done. They're getting the four seed. Your Cavs, they get to the six, they beat the Mavs late in the fourth quarter, and then the Knicks, they beat the, the Bucks on Christmas Day. They look good. I don't know, out of those three teams, which teams, you know, putting your biases aside a little bit, trying to do your best, which one do you kind of trust a little bit more to win a playoff, a playoff series? It's still the Heat with all their pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I trust the Heat. Just uh, you got to trust the Heat until they lose. I mean, I I don't know. It, there's just must be something in the water, something down there. But they come playoff time, they're locked in and they're ready and they're they're primed to make a run every season. So I'm gonna say the Heat out of them, the Cavs and the Knicks. Unless the Knicks, unless the Knicks are matched up with the Cavs, then they'll move on to the next round. Can I expand that then? Because the Heat, maybe I were like the obvious answer in there. Let's go to what the teams there. Let's go five through basically what's eight there. Because to me, three. those are the teams that are kind of in that same pool. You're like, maybe they could upset a team. You know, then, but then I would yeah. say the Knicks. The Knicks, the Knicks would be my choice. Uh, six through eight or five through eight. Yeah, Magic, Cavs, Knicks, uh, Pacers. I think the Magic are probably um, a year away. I think they need to add another piece. Cavs, um, health is a major issue for us this year, and toughness come playoff time is going to be an issue still. We haven't really addressed that. Yeah, um, I like I said, I trust the Knicks the most out of that group. I Brunson, um, Randall, we know he's going to hold up, but them losing Mitchell Robinson could be an issue come playoff time. So, uh, I think that's maybe an asterisk there. And the Pacers, we've mentioned this in the past. I don't trust their defense. I don't think they can beat anybody in the playoffs with the style of defense they run or uh, style's not even the right word. The um the lack of defense they play. It, it's just non-existent. So to me the Knicks are the um the lock out of that group to win to win a series. And it, and and Brunson with the uh, and the confidence and Randall's such a streaky player. Yeah. Halliburton though gets the 2020 Last night, you know, he ends up getting the 2020 last night, so he comes on strong. And the Pacers, though, they get in that in-season tournament. Maybe they get some experience from it. I don't know, but right, I just don't think they get enough. They're not. They're not going to get enough stops. That's the issue that I'm gonna ha that I have with them uh, moving forward. But 
I, I like I, I think you're being a little harsh on your calves. If I'll stand up for your calves a little bit, I think they're the most dangerous team out of there because they have to me the best roster. Like if everybody's you have Mitchell, you have Allen, you have Levert, uh, you oh, have Marlin, you have Acora who can play some defense and use him in short times. Like he, he'll miss free. But see, I felt I felt that same way last year when we played the Knicks. I thought we had the better roster. Yeah. And we still got we still got beat up up and down the court. And I don't think anything's changed. I think Max die for you, man. Max Stru Max Struess is a, I think he's been a really good addition for us. Yeah. But to me, that doesn't that doesn't win us that series against the Knicks if we match up again. Um, uh, I gotta see it. I, I that's my hey, I'm gonna support the Cavs no matter what, but I've yeah. gotta see them do it before I'm all I just change my mind completely after what we watched in a playoff series. And you know, it's kind of crazy looking at that with the Cavs too. Is you guys are you said eighteen and thirteen right now? You're right behind. I mean, you literally you're right there for the four seed if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, we're so we're a game out of the four seed. Yeah, you guys could easily jump that. Allen is so fascinating. The way you guys just continue to like not use him on a consistent basis at times, but he is starting to play. He had these games twenty four and twenty three. That was a hell. He's of capable game. of giving you easily fourteen and ten every night, easily and like solid minutes like on the court. Yeah. I think maybe matchups are the issue with him sometimes. Like he doesn't like match up against certain guys, but I still feel like if they used him enough offensively, he would make up for any of that defensive deficiency because he's not a terrible defender out there. He's not like unplayable against certain people. No, like, he's, so he can play against anybody. They just don't use him on offense very well. It, it, it just becomes way too many bailouts for the Cavs at the end of the clock. And that has to do a little bit with Mitchell and Garland. They hold the ball sure. a little too much and don't make the next pass quick enough. But I think Allen, uh, and Levert's the same way. Levert dribble dribbles a lot too. So you get that from him once in a while. So th to me, those are your some of the East standings. They're the magic, those that stay at that five seed. And then the teams out of the playoffs right now, uh, Raptors, Hawks, Hornets, Wizards, Pistons. The, the Hornets, it's like, my goodness. what They're just the team that's just always in La La Land. Yeah, they just never. They, just, they have nothing. Like they have they, like, you keep hearing about this, like, LaMelo, LaMelo, LaMelo. Yeah, he's fun to watch, but. What, he just doesn't win you games. I mean, I know the roster's not great, but you know, Lamelo's. Eh. Does I mean, do you, are you a Lamelo guy? Or, are you in on that? I don't. I don't. It I just it's, do it it's, for me. More the, it's more the Hornets for the bigger picture for me. Always, it's like I just they're always like they're like the team that should always be reg, uh, relegated. It just seems like they're they have. Don't you have to? They have a roster where sometimes if you watch the games, it's like who are these? You know what I mean? Like they they tend to always have those guys year in and year out. Like. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like the Hornets are like that that franchise, like thirty the 30th franchise. Like, they're right there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no other way of saying it. Like, they don't – they're never in the top – they're never good. And they always have wow. mediocre players. And, yes, yeah, like, well, maybe they're not the worst team in the league. I would be really disappointed if I was a fan of that team every year. I used to – they used to be my second favorite team growing up a lot of the time just because yeah. I like their jerseys. I like Baron Davis. I like, you know, like – Jerseys, yeah. The team, McGlore. Like, I liked all those guys uh wesley but i don't know like that at one point i'm just like man they don't even try anymore the whole thing yeah. it just seems like they're and the, they can't draft at all so like that's always a team that i just wanted to like i had to call out i like i like a lot of things about them but my goodness if i was a fan of that team it's just like what are we doing if you're i mean it's just pathetic i, I just a year in and year out and then well who's the coach it's like the clifford it's like they brought him back and it's like what are we doing why? With, why? i don't know like so there's my hornets rant for a minute the raptors to me are the, the team that could still stay around Question for you. A little bit. If looking at the 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 standings and everything so far, the wins and losses, are the Hawks the most disappointing team in the East based on talent? Absolutely. Like that? 
I mean, you know, ESPN doesn't have an issue posting Trey Young's stats, but they don't post if they won or not. What point do you blow that thing up? Is it this right, year? Right, right now. There's. Yeah. I've already heard that they're trying to get rid of Murray. They're trying to move well, Murray. How about what? What if you get a Labella ball for Trey Young? They throw it up. <laughs> I mean, they would have to throw that old Marbury for ten trade. Come on, we you'd, don't have, to, you'd have to throw in Brandon Miller to even make that interesting. You get a whole Marbury for a kid trade, something like that. Kind of crazy one for one. I mean, I'm just like, look at this. Trey Young, 28 points a game, 28 points a game, 11 assists, and they're 12 and 18. This isn't a bad roster. I, I like, I, there's got to be, there's something wrong. They're not trading. Murray would be the guy that would go. Yeah, I've heard the Murray, there's Murray rumors out there. But I mean, look the at the Lakers roster. They've got a good roster. I just yeah, don't understand. They, they, they're, they're, they have to be the most disappointing team. Quinn Snyder is going to get fired again. Yep, he'll probably get hired somewhere again. Um, you know, I like Quinn Snyder. He just, he just doesn't. I, I, I'm with you. I think the Hawks have, are definitely one of the more disappointing teams. It'll be interesting what they do with Murray at the deadline. But so I wouldn't be surprised either, giving the Hawks kind of things that they stay pat too, and they just kind of play it out. Like I could see them winning four in a row here. Kind of making you, making you think for a second they're back in it, right? And then like they're really not. Like they do that that they get these little couple wins here or there. They get hot like you know, win a big game, but uh, I mean, they can I only play like Washington Young. so many times. You know that's the problem. I, I like Young. Yeah, they do get him. I still like Young's game, man. I just I don't know. Maybe he's just not. Maybe it's just not the right fit. The Hawks just seem to never be able to put it together consistently to where they're a threat. Like there's no reason the Nets and Bulls should be ahead of them at all. So I hear you that real quick on the Western Conference. You got, like you said, T-Wolves leading at Nuggets kind of coming at them. Thunder right behind them. The Clippers uh, making a, kind of playing a lot better since the last time we, we got on here. Yeah. Uh, one, they're at eight out of their last ten, so they're playing well. Uh, Harden seems to have made a little bit of adjustments. Westbrook, Kings there at the 5C, Mavericks 6. And then we talked about the lower half earlier. But I don't know, a lot of things uh, in the Western Conference. Like we talked about the Grizzlies maybe jumping up a little bit. What do you think about the, that kind of that big four in the front? Minnesota, Nuggets, Thunder, Clippers. It's kind of a weird big four. Yeah. So who do you trust most out of the out of those three besides the Nuggets? Like take the Nuggets out. Who do you trust most out of Minnesota, OKC, Clippers? Uh, I probably still trust uh, – that's a tough one. I probably trust the Thunder the most. Still? Still riding with the Thunder? Okay, that's, that, I'm, that's fine. I understand. I just – I didn't know if you'd maybe moved off of OKC. And no, I mean, I, the Clippers, the Clippers, I don't think we're going to trust fully until we see it, you know, for a season, you know, long They got term. the best players, but they can't stay healthy when it matters. That's what I mean is we got to see it long-term health-wise to really trust those guys. I think I like OKC. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair bet. Uh, obviously we would, we would pick Denver if I didn't take them out of it, but I, I got to applaud the Timberwolves, man. They keep plugging along, keep plugging along. Uh, I think he's, they're he's getting better. He's unreal. He's getting better. That that movie had. Yeah, Katie. Katie for Draymond. <laughs> Tyler's trying. Tyler's like Le, Levar Ball. He's trying to speak it into existence right now. Uh, I I don't see it happening. Katie, how many times can he get traded? My goodness, I don't think he doesn't even. You know, so we'll see what happens there. Here's his return. That, that I would like. That would be cool. Do you think OKC would? That would be weird too, though. Why? I don't know. Team him up with SGA and Chet. How many? I mean, they, you know, obviously, it'd be good for their basketball wise. Back to this real quick. The Warriors do need a trade, but that's not what it. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not the one. I mean, I am. Me and Tyler were talking about Wiggins for uh, 
the guy from uh, Chicago, Levine. That doesn't solve really anything. It just gets him maybe a little bit more offense at the sure. time. But I don't, but yeah. yeah, but I don't think it solves the issue. And Wiggins, I don't think the Warriors would do that trade. Draymond, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's on the team there. So that's our standings check with the KD part of it, though. I kind of wanted to get into it there real quick. Was he uh, – the Suns, they get Beal back possibly tonight. I don't know what to make of it. I just kind of feel like – I still feel like they're going to have a huge run in them, and they're going to be in the top four. Is that stupid to say? Like I don't know. Like I, I, the West is not there. It's there for the taking for them to make a run. Yeah. And I just, I'm going to bank on him. I don't know him, Booker and Beal. If they can get healthy, I feel like that West is right there. Yeah, I mean they're 15 and 15. They're three spots out of the four seed. Still 52 um, games left. Right. I I think this. I think the Suns end up in the top top six at minimum top four we'll see um yeah it's still early they're like you just said there's 52 games left but let's see let's see those three play together for a week and a half and then we'll have a better idea of what they can be so yeah. i think that one's more of a wait and see but i think you're i think you're on the right track saying they'll be there when uh you know when it's crunch time um all right, that's our standings check for the week there with it. I want to get to our question of the week here brought to you by Row One Brand. Use that code VSP15. Uh, we're having fun with it a little bit. Start bench cut, Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen. Um, I'm a, Obviously, you know I'm a Warriors fan with it. I've, I've had this discussion. I, we've done it a couple years ago. We did Miller and Clay specifically. For me, I, I, would, I, would, I would start Ray Allen. Yeah, I would, that's who I'm starting. I'm starting Ray. Now, this is like, we're getting like, what, Milwaukee, Ray it's Allen? Every, it's career. It's your career, basically. You know, like, we're, like, you we're, we're like saying the prime version of him, right? Yeah, sure. And, I, and we can add it. Yeah, that, that's basically what you want. Like, the best player. I, you see, the, the whole career is part of it. But, yes, the prime, I guess, is usually the okay, most. I just want to make part. sure. I, I just want to make sure I'm, because, like, you know. But does it change it for you? So for no, me, I'm, I'm to, to me, I, to me, I think you're right. I think Ray Allen was the best individual player of the three. Yeah, but I don't ever think he got like he never had the team that Clay's had. He never had, and Reggie got all the love for you know standing up to Michael. He was Reggie was really really good, but he was never like he had good teams. That's not true. Well, that's what I mean. No, no, no. I'm not saying, but he was never like. Nobody was on a star team. He was the first one to join a like stud team with the Celtics, and they went to those finals. And then he went to Miami, and he went to those finals. I'm just and saying, then, in in Ray Allen's prime, he was never on a team as good as like he was never on a championship team. No, but he did make the Eastern Conference Finals, and he did have that. He did have that run where they went to game. You know, they went to Game Seven against the Sixers, and you know they missed. They, they were right there. They had they had you know they went they had big dog Glenn Robinson at the time, like and they did have a good roster for the East out there. They probably yeah. went to beat any of the Western Conference teams. I'll give you that back then, but uh, yeah. they, they were there. They were there. I and then they had Sam. They had Sam Cassell. He got traded for. But you never <laughs> thought they could. You never thought they could beat. L.A. the Kings. Or... I didn't think anybody in the East was ever beating. Well, I, I know. I'm just uh, to me like Clay on Golden State. You always knew Golden State could beat damn near everybody except for maybe Cleveland if Cleveland played perfect. I I just start. I just think Ray Allen overall his ball handling. I thought he was. Better. I thought he was. I think he's the best individual of the three. So and then I would I would bench Clay and I would cut Reggie. See, that's where we're different. I would, I would, I would, I would start. Reggie to me is one of the more underappreciated players for that top 75. What list. does Reggie do better than Clay? 
I just I feel like I've looked, I mean, me and Tyler have had this, we've done this argument. The thing that I always come down to with it is like, I think overall, like the, the demand Reggie had on that team and his ability to shoot in clutch situations, hard shooting ability and still be able to hold up. I get some of the best shooting guards in the league. Then I, I put him right there with them. I think and his clutchness, his consistency, their numbers are so equal. It's pretty crazy if you look at their stats, like how close they are, points per games. They both weren't unreal rebounders. But I just would take I would take Reggie. I'm gonna that clutchness for me is too hard to overcome. And everybody says the game six clay, and I get that. I know I totally give respect oh, to game six clay, but Reggie did that through during whole series and he carried teams more than that. Tyler and other people's arguments were well, Clay didn't get that chance. I don't know. I guess I just don't see what I've watched a lot of games and, and I watched a lot of Reggie games and Reggie to me was always like one of the, to me, the more feared players. Cause if he, he was like the modern era to these guys. He didn't get to shoot like with the freedom. A lot of these guys did. They ran sets differently for him. Yeah, I was going to say his most shots in, shots in a season was 16 shots a game. I, I, I have, I just feel like Reggie to me is a little bit higher than him. And I don't, it's close for me, but I think Ray's just a little bit better than. than so, both. What set it apart for me and why I cut Reggie was I think Clay's a better defender. And I think that's what separates them is Clay's individual defense. You could throw him on a lot of really good players and feel comfortable in his in, at his peak in those those, you know, early in those you know championship years. Clay was a really, really good defender. I think that slightly gives him an edge for me. Um, oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just, yeah, slightly better individual defender is what separates it for me. Reggie being the, the guy, though, is, is definitely a feather in his cap. I like that you brought that up. Uh, I always thought Clay was pretty clutch, though. So, but I think Reggie's is definitely um, comes to mind, you know, when he gives him the choke. I mean, it's definitely more iconic, but it's a very close conversation. I, I, I'm, I, think, I think you can go either way. And I think uh, you made a good argument. So I'm good with Reggie. Um, being on the bench and then cutting clay it's just it's just so crazy in the modern basketball like yeah i'm gonna cut clay but no no i think you, i think you made a good point it's crazy to me that he's only one time all defense i do think clay should be on more but he only made he's only made one all defense yeah, team. but it doesn't mean he's a bad defender uh he obviously has the rings reggie's played a longer career uh so it's always a fascinating one to that to me when we get to those two i think because it is so close uh news and notes part of the segment here um, all right, so we kind of talked some of the rookie rankings. I mean, we talked we talked about I mean Wembley's coming on. He leads the league in blocks. Chet's number three in blocks. Yep. Not surprising. Both these guys are just <laughs> the unreal tall uh, and just, just a freak of nature with those things. Um, but my, I wanted to spend just a second on the guy in Miami out of UCLA. He kind of slips through the cracks. Makes Tri- the, re- the real triple J. The, the real, real triple Marquez. J. He makes it over there. He get, he he gets in there like I don't. He's played unreal. Jaime Hawkins from the Heat, from, from UCLA, um, averaging th- almost 14 points a game, four rebounds, two and a half assists. He's played really well lately, played well in the Christmas Day game too. I mean, he'd have a player. Yeah, he, they've got a – they've got – so funny story about uh, Hawkins Jr. Me and my dad were watching UCLA in the tournament last year. And my yeah. dad's, you know, my dad's asking me, why is this guy, why is this guy not going to play in the pros? Why, or, you know, he doesn't follow the game close as closely yeah. as I do. And I'm, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that to me, 
to me, I thought I, I I just didn't think his 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 speed would translate. I, I thought the game would be quick for him, but he's got that he's got that nice controlled game. The game's never out of control to him. He always is calm and collected. I, I like his game is just he's got that old man game, but he can really he can really go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I've been really impressed with his development. Miami finds another guy just plug and play and and he's he's having a hell of a rookie season if, if chet wasn't um if chet wasn't here you know we would have a we'd be having a uh, the conversation is uh between wemby and 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 J, triple j i mean it's i've been very impressed with him i i enjoy watching him play a lot so yeah and holgram has been great he i think he would get it right now but when uh, yeah I, I think he's the favorite yeah and Brandon Miller has been pretty good for the Hornets. And the guy that kind of surprised me, but he, he, he's a little bit lately, he's made a few. I watched, for some reason, I've been watching some Mavericks games a little bit more. And uh, Lively, I like Derek Lively. There's some few things where he has to do a little bit better recognizing, like in that one, in the game versus you guys, he didn't go to the high post quick enough. And you guys trapped him up top and ended the game uh, when you guys played him. And that it was a smart double team at the end there. Nice job, Bicker Staff. Uh, got the job that done with it. So we have the rookie ladder there with it. Yeah, a couple others I wanted to mention. You had Thompson from the Pistons on there. My guy Pods, the Warriors. Pods, he made the list. He actually looks like we got I, we have a player. We have an NBA player on our team. I I, I gotta say, I, and then well, I know I don't. You know, it, it might have been a little tug in cheek um, the other night with him, um, like taking all the taking responsibility for the Warriors oh, yeah. not coming out ready. <laughs> you know, but like. The guy, what nine, five, and three shoots? Yeah, shoots forty percent from the three-point line. I mean, he's a he's a good player. He's a solid player. Yeah, um, yeah you got him what at nineteenth out of uh, Santa Clara here. Santa Clara. He went to. Yeah. He was at Illinois for a year. I remember. He, that's where I knew him from was Illinois, and then he transferred, and I I lost yeah. track of him. But yeah, I I think he's a, I think he's a good player. Uh, another guy. Another guy for you to watch though. Cavs. Craig Porter Jr. Undrafted. Okay. Uh, really starting to come on now that Garland's been out. Um, putting together some good games uh, recently. Uh, another guy, he's obviously, he's not going to, I'm not mentioning him as like a rookie of the year type. Yeah, player, yeah, yeah. No, saying, I got you. Coming yeah. along. Um, a legit player in the league. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy who's a guy who I think could, could be um, a, a rotational piece going forward, you know, that kind of stuff. Can I bring up one guy we kind of we really haven't brought up all year, but he was the number two pick overall, Scoot Henderson. He's been he slowly, I saw him play a lot I saw a lot better against uh gosh, what team was that they beat? Oh, the Kings. And uh he played well in that game. He had 17 and 11. Uh was quick, explosive, got yeah. to the rim, hit a hit a three. So uh showed some signs there. I can see where he does have some deficiencies, but we'll see if he can get that three-point shot to come along a little bit. If he does, he does have the speed and power to get to the rim. So we kind of been checking in on him a little bit. Halliburton, we mentioned the 20 for 20. Um, he what ended up getting uh, Luca MVP uh, talk. He's been playing exceptional, but the Ma but the Mavs now lost a couple games in a row. We'll see where that goes with them moving forward. Uh, what, what I see, he's now number four all-time or three all-time in like all-time points, like in terms of a scoring average, uh, because now he's – uh, assessed 10,000 points now. So he's on that list. Jordan, I know one and Wilt's number two, I believe. I know they lost to us and the Timberwolves the other night, the back yeah. to back, but that game against the Suns, man, that 50 piece he put against on the, on the Suns, that was nearly like, that was, that was like flawless. nearly perfect. It, it was, <laughs> it was incredible to watch um, 20, 15 to 25, 12 to 12 free throws. 
I mean, it just every single facet of his game was on point. And to me, he's the most important player in the league right now, besides Jokic. What are your thoughts on that? First, on first, most important player on his team is Luca. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He's he's the engine for them. He runs there. It was almost like it, it it's like we always say the hardened effect, but he's the he's the guy without him. And he's so he might be the best player in the world outside Jokic at this point. You know what I mean? He, I, think, so I think I think so. I think he's right. I think he's I think he's right in that conversation. Um, you know, you, you still say like, well, Curry's there, LeBron, but I, I just think I, know, I think I think Luca's at a different level. You he's know, playing Jaws better. He's playing. He's playing better than they are right now. He is. He is. And then Shay's trying to make his case for uh, you know in some regard too. But yeah. I think Luca does too many other things when he's on. The, the only thing I don't like about him is his whining. Man, he whines yeah. a ton. I know, but I'm just saying for me watching, I'm like, man, shut up. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I've seen, you know, I've seen number thirty. From Golden he State wanted Rose. that foul against the Cavs. He wanted I've, it, Allen. He I've seen, I've seen third, I've seen number thirty for Golden State throw his mouthpiece into the crowd. Yeah, I've that's seen, yeah. I've seen it happen. I'm the, and that's why people don't like him. I get it. I'm just saying that's one why you know if no, I'm not, I, I'm not the guy I, he's gonna root for. He's that Luca guy. Luca definitely right. complains way too much. Because I was like that one he wanted it on Allen at the end of the game where he put it up I and know. Allen was straight up and he was like looking. He was trying to stare down the ref the whole time and I was like, yeah, this guy's getting. I was like. It wasn't even it's, a foul, man. It's unfortunate how just bad yeah. um, he's gotten with that stuff. I'm gonna put the Pistons up here on my top of logo, the old school Pistons, just for good luck. They did get the 30 yes. or so. They need to. That they, uh, but those great. uniforms, those uniforms are fantastic. Should I put them on the background too? Should we do a little? Yeah, little no, we, we're gonna get the Pistons a win. Little Pistons mojo. We gotta get you a little. I'm gonna empty the chamber with some of these pictures. I'm gonna got we got Reggie Miller here too, just in the background too. I'll get that one. We got we got we got, we got, we got purple rain back. Oh, the purple, uh, the we'll iconic go, purple. We'll go Pistons just for a second here with it. Uh, oh I got God, exactly. <laughs> um, so that Aaron Gordon kind of a scary thing there. The dog. Did we get there? any more details on that? Did we get? I don't know. What kind of dog? What twenty stitches though? Face, so here's hand? my thing. Like, as a as a that he, Aaron Gordon's a massive human being. Like, to for a dog to get in that close to him, it had to be a good sized animal to cut like to take like to get that close to a person i mean it's he's it's got to be a big dog there's no big details i wonder if he was like sleeping you know that's or something like that like there's, i haven't heard any details hell, man. yeah that, a dog biting you in your sleep would be that would be that's terrifying i don't know i'm just like i don't know what the you know what, what the situation no i know is. that's why that's why i was wondering is did we get any more details because i haven't it sounded like he got messed up so that happens as well you'll see what happens. he's been really playing really good for the nugget nuggets he's, this he's year. such a good player yeah he's really good for like he's, what he does for I mean, if you take remember him in or Orlando, where he I didn't had, like him in Orlando. I, I mean, but he was he was tasked with doing way too much for his game, and he comes to the Nuggets, and now he gets to play within himself, and he gets to do things that make sense. Like he gets to be the defensive stopper, he gets to be the energy guy who gets the dunk off of a Jokic pass. He gets to do things that are fit his game, and in Orlando, he had to be more than he was capable of. I think that's the problem. It's kind of the Iguodala effect when he went to the Warriors. He kind of got just to do what he's good at. He got to just play defense, not worry about scoring that, but like, you know, scoring any points. Yeah. He has Jokic. He has Murray to do all that. He just has to do what you said, play defense and that. So, like I said, I used to think he was one of the more overrated players. Mm -hmm. Going to Denver has changed that. He's been able to get comfortable right in that regard. So, hopefully he kind of heals up with that. Uh, obviously, like you said, it's kind of a scary situation. Very with scary. Him. So, those, so, those are our news and notes. Um 
for the week. This date in NBA history, this date in NBA history, um, Don Nelson became the third coach in the league and able to win 1,000 games as his Dallas Mavericks defeated uh, the Atlanta Hawks 113-97. little shout-out to Don Nelson. That happened, uh, again, in 1997. A few other ones for you here. I get them up on the logo. I had to look up a picture of them. What was it? Bubba Wells. Good old Bubba Wells <laughs> recorded six fouls in three minutes of a 111-105 loss to Chicago. He broke the 41-year-old record. Five minutes set by Dick Farley. Dick Farley, Syracuse Nationals. Bubba Wells, picture up there in the corner, played for the Mavericks. 1997, December 29th. So congratulations, Bubba Wells. I learned a new player for the Mavericks. Can use him maybe for Immaculate Grid on some point there with it as well. So shout out to Bubba there. Uh, so that's this date in history, 1997. A couple more for you. Kobe Bryant, 2006, scores 58 and a loss against the Bobcats. Wow. Bobcats. Do we remember that's the Bobcats loss. people out there? Bobcats, 2006. Michael Jordan, 2001, on the same this date as well, dropped 51 against the Hornets. So maybe that's a little. They've always been connected. They got that yeah. as well. So uh, this date in history, December 29, 2001. I always like kind of looking back at these things on this date. Very cool. Uh, Doug, can I get to as we get to the end here? Can I get to my trivia question for you? Yes. Yes. Uh, quick question for you. Yes. What's What's the closest Don Nelson got to a championship as a coach? Was it with the Mavericks? Yeah, I feel like he made the. I feel like he made the. Didn't Western they make the Western Conference Finals one year? Yeah, and they. I feel like they lost to. I want to say the Suns or the Spurs, uh, the Spurs, one of those teams they lost to in the Western Conference. Uh, he was, uh, he was what? He won five as a player, and then he won. He was what three-time Coach of the Year. I'm just trying to remember yeah. how close he was. If he yeah. ever, you know, made the but. Because the year after the Mavericks got rid of him, they went to the finals. He made the fight. He made the Eastern Finals way back with the Milwaukee Bucks when he first started. That's the first uh, team he okay. retired with, and he had like Sidney Moncrief and those teams. And I think he made the Eastern Conference Finals with those teams. And then he, and then he went from there to the Warriors. Uh, then the Warriors made it to the semifinals and never made it. To, and then he went from gotcha. there to Dallas, and then uh, and then went back to the Warriors, as you know, at, at the end. But they did, they didn't make it to the they made it to the semifinals. Um, all right, so my NBA trivia for the week is this. Who led the NBA in total points scored with a total of 2,380 points during the 2000-2001 season? Now, not total average. Doug, I want to also let you know I have set up four hints for you. We'll see if you need all four to get it or if you need more. So tell me when you do want a hint, and I can, I'll give you one and see if this will help you. They might get easier, the hints, as we go. But I thought this would be kind of a fun question. We'll see if you can get it. I'll give you a little time before you ask for a hint here. So, again, not the average, but who scored the most total points during the 2000-2001 NBA season? Total there, 2,380. 2, hmm. Okay, how many guesses do I get? You get unlimited. Well, just give me a guess, and then when you want a hint, I'll give you a hint. First thing that comes to mind, early 2000 scoring, I'm going to say Allen Iverson. You would not – you would be incorrect. He led the league scoring average but not did not have the most total points that year. In, wow. okay. All right. So we got that one with it. All right, that's my sports. He's going to put it up. All right, Doug, don't look if he does put it in. That's wrong. Right. If you put it up there, that's my sports. I, will, uh, I won't put it up there, but he put it in the comments, and then we'll give Doug a chance with it. All right, hit number one then. You want the hint number sure. one here? All right, it did help. he did – he did play for an Eastern Conference team. So it was an Eastern Conference team in 2000, 2001. 
again, led the league in uh, scoring total points. Uh, ooh. Eastern Conference scoring back then. Allen yeah. Iverson is not the answer. So it's not Shaq. It's not Kobe. It's not. Yeah. Then don't look at the comments. We don't know that. Okay. Say, uh, um, okay, then uh, was Tracy hurt, maybe? I'll say Tracy McGrady. That is a good guess. It is not Tracy McGrady. <laughs> Hit number two. This might help a little bit more here. He was a two-time All-Star and made it All-Rookie Team in 1995-1996. That kind of gives you the year. Uh, okay. Uh, is that? I'm going to try to get this on the – let me see if I can get this on the scroll here at the bottom. I'll put the question on the bottom here. Did Stackhouse, did Stackhouse score enough points for that, though? Total points. This isn't the average. This is total points is the question. It's at the bottom, people. If you're tuning in now, we have a trivia question for Doug. Uh, trying it out here this week. Who led the NBA in total points scored 2000, 2001? Again, not the average, the total. Um, we have people commenting in it. I like it. If you have others, please let us know. Doug, again, he was a rookie in 1995, 96. I'm going to give you another hint. This might help you a little bit more with it. Uh, hint number three, he went to college at North Carolina. Oh, then it's got to be Jerry Stackhouse. It is Jerry Stackhouse. Dang my dad, it. That's my sports. He had it there. Jerry Stackhouse, Pistons. He scored. I'm all-star with the Pistons then. Helped me with a lot of fantasy basketball when I did it back in high How school. How much did he average a game then? Uh, he was right. I have it right here in, 19, in that year, 2001. He averaged 29.8 uh, points per game. Average, <laughs> Iverson, Iverson averaged 31.1. Uh, that year, and he was he led the league average wise in scoring. But Jerry Stackhouse is the correct answer wow. for that question. My other hint, if you weren't going to get it, I had to go Warriors with it. He was on the Mavericks team that lost to with my last one. So we'll do that every week. I think that's, that's fun. fun. That's really fun. We'll kind of like to enlighten the audience a little bit. Again, Jerry Stackhouse out there. We got wow. the 29.8 for Stackhouse. Wow. Hey. And he played a long career. As we, you know, he was, he was, yeah. it was not, he was in there for a long time. But he, and now he's coaching Vanderbilt. Played all yes. the way to he's thirty eight. Joined the was it joined the Sixers there at the beginning. So, uh, yeah. So Jerry Stackhouse again. Why did we do that, people? We're trying. We're trying to help you, Detroit. Get a little love. We're trying. We're trying to. They get need our, They need our help. We're trying. I'm throwing the old school UDs out here with Hill and Dumars. Come on, we're trying our best. We're trying to I get mean, you a little. Come on, we need you to get one. Come on, he up, he up he upped his average six points a game from '99 to 2000. Wow, yeah, he was he was awesome for him. Uh, wow. he, was, <laughs> he was he was good for him. Um, so that would be fun. I'll try to do something like that every week for us here on the show. Uh, maybe Doug will let you do one deck one yeah. week too. Try to get me on one too. Of so uh, that'll be fun. The hints I like the hints too because the, the audience hints are fun. Choice. Appreciate you that my sports. Well done. You got it done. You got the job done again. Detroit Pistons there with, was the answer. Uh, he had he's 65, 77 at Vandy. Coaching style, maybe not the same as the play. Well, but, uh, Vandy's also not that yeah. easy of a score. Vanderbilt, I love – what is with their court? They're, they're, they always have the most fascinating court to me. They do. They do. on the baseline. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. They're they just – the academics are also very tough at Vanderbilt too. Oh yeah, definitely. I, they're always pretty. They're actually pretty decent at basketball if you look at it. So given that stuff, the last he's taking them to two NITs. I mean, it's not perfect, but 
no, it's, Vander, it's Vanderbilt, you know? It's Vanderbilt. Yeah, they made the Sweet 16 a few times over the over the course here. Hey, look ahead to some of the games this week. I'm going to look ahead a little bit to tonight as we're doing the show a little earlier. Only 2.30 out here on the in the West Coast, so it's kind of nice for me on a – uh, do it out here a little bit earlier, getting ready for the NBA games tonight. We kind of went over the standings a little bit. Some of the games tonight that uh, we have New York and Orlando, we talked about that being kind of, uh, you know, some of those teams kind of battling there in the East. That will be a good matchup. Big there. matchup in the East standings-wise, yep. yeah. Milwaukee uh, versus your Cavs? Kind of a measuring stick game. I mean, yeah. know the Cavs aren't fully healthy, but they got to show up against these good teams. Mitchell, um, might, Mitchell might be back. Uh, Merrill might be back. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, but yeah, definitely had that one circled on the calendar. <laughs> OKC okay, Denver, that's not another bad. good game. That's, good that's, game. A, that's a good matchup. So we got that one as well to look forward to tonight. Charlotte at Phoenix. We'll see if that. Well, that what a huge game, people. Come on, we can get that. And then Memphis. If, Char- if, if Phoenix doesn't win by ten plus tonight, oh man, move the franchise to Seattle. Get out of here. Oh, that'd be <laughs> nice. I like that. Memphis. Memphis at LA Clippers. If the, everybody plays, we'll see if Jaw plays. Or not must win game tonight. Must win for the Grizzlies must early. Win. <laughs> must win. Clippers. Must can win tonight. Can they do it? Can they pull it out? So those are a couple of the games tonight, schedule wise, kind of uh, to look forward to. Dallas at Warriors tomorrow. Lakers at Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, a couple games there on Saturday, Sunday. Best game: uh, Sacramento at Memphis, Orlando at Phoenix. And then you want a Los Angeles at New Orleans. That might be a decent game as well if everybody plays there. And then kind of a game on Monday, just on New Year's Day. Kind of an interesting on NBA TV. Early start, 12 o'clock out here, 3 o'clock your time. Minnesota at New York. That's a fun uh, kind of I kind of like that game. It'll be a, it'll be a fun game. So uh, And then Miami at LA uh, Clippers. So that's a look ahead there to the week um, in the NBA world. We're getting close to an hour here on the Double Double Podcast. Appreciate anybody – that's tuned in. That's my sports. Appreciate you in the comments there, getting the questions Thank right you. there as well. Uh, adding to the adding to the show. Appreciate it. Uh, always does good stuff out on his stuff out in New York. So be sure to subscribe to his channel as well. Uh, Doug, another good episode here for Double Double. Got to talk on a lot of topics here. Uh, we'll probably be doing it again sometime next week, uh, probably on a Friday as well. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, you guys do any plans for New Year's, New Year's or you just take it easy. Just taking it easy. I don't. I don't do much anymore. Just kind of lay low and hang out. And uh, I do want to ask a question. Where? Uh, when's the next Gridiron show? We did one yesterday with Jordan, so we did that one yesterday, and we did that one live last time. Was good. Brandon even joined us there, so we had a good show. Uh, Jimmy's on his cruise right now. Fishing. When out, does so. Jimmy get back? Jimmy's coming back next week, so we're going to be doing a show uh, Sunday night. Not this Sunday because obviously it's New Year's. Right. Uh, so we did the show Thursday for this week, but then we'll be joining it January sixth, the last week, getting you ready for the playoffs, Doug. That will be our playoffs. I just so we'll wanted to come on. I just wanted to come on the show and just call out the bottom feeding Bengals. Oh, and how they couldn't find a way into the playoffs this year when my Browns have already <laughs> locked up a spot. I just would, you know, if Jimmy could maybe take a break from his cruise and come explain to me how. Those bottom thingy Bengals just couldn't get it, couldn't pull it together this year. I just would love love some confirmation on that. Oh man, and Jordan, I'm sure he'd have a few thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Uh, with it, no problem. Have to come on, don't be scared. Come hey. on, January sixth. Come on, stay up hey. a little late. We'll to, maybe, Jordan, I, maybe I will. Clip it, clip it. We're gonna clip it right <laughs> now. Clip it, clip it right there for it. Uh, all right, yeah. Talk of the gridiron. Have us. Join us there. We'll be doing a, a little seventh inning baseball next Wednesday awesome. as well. Then we'll hit, hit a double-double next Friday 
uh, get you back up talking NBA as we kind of hit now. What people said, the real season. We're after Christmas now, as people said. So, good show today, Doug. For Doug Stevens, I'm your host, Darren Breyer, tonight with us. We'll see you next time. Peace. See you, Darren. Thank you.